What's up? I'm B, and whether you are watching this on YouTube or you are listening to the podcast, I hope you are having an amazing day. Today, we are going to be catching up with Bethany Beal of Girl Defined and also talking about Girl Defined a little bit. It's been a while since we've covered them on my channel, and so I just figured it's time. It's time to check in. Um, I periodically look at their YouTube channel just to see if there's anything that I want to do a reaction to, and it's been just a little bit odd lately. I can't really figure out what like word I want to use to describe it. It, it feels like disjointed to their brand. Girl Defined, as I envision them in my head, is Bethany and Kristen sitting down together, making a video. Maybe they're sitting on a bed. Maybe they're on comfy chairs. But either way, it's the two of them, and it's supposed to be like a casual, comfy setting. They've got their talking points. They've got their verses that they're going to use to back it up. And the way that they present it really is kind of like, this is just a conversational girl chat. We're your big sisters. It's a big sis chat. And that's, that's how I picture Girl Defined. That is what I see when I think of their YouTube channel. But if we look at their six most recent videos, that's really not what we are seeing. Going in order from bottom to top, we've got a video called A Theology of Your Period and Why It Matters with Rachel Jones. And it looks like that's an interview between Kristen and Rachel. And then one that says why so many Christians or why so many Christian women are struggling to make friends. And that is Bethany and Kristen, but they're sitting together at a table with microphones. And that's not to say that that's a bad thing as I sit at a table with a microphone, but it's just not what we are used to seeing from them or what I'm used to seeing from them. They started using this like new set and format a while back. And I remember because they had posted two videos that I was really interested in watching and talking about and like doing a reaction to, but I started watching them and I was like, I just can't do this. I can't because the first one was OnlyFans and the sexualization of college girls. And then the second one was body image struggles and the Christian woman. And those two topics, especially being spoken about by Bethany and Kristen, I'm like, okay, we're going to have a lot of good stuff that we can dig into. But the entire time, Bethany's daughter is there. And I know I've reacted to a video before with Bethany's daughter and I like blurred her out. So I'm not saying that I wouldn't do it because she was in there because I've done it before and I've blurred her out and it's fine, but I just feel so incredibly awkward watching people talk about this on the internet while holding a baby. I don't know if that's a me thing. I don't know if I'm like overthinking it, but it's just like, why is, why is your baby there while you're having this conversation and filming it as your job and posting it on the internet? I'm not saying that, you know, you should be super prim and proper and not ever talk about anything deeper when kids are present. I do think that they're, that you need to make sure that you are being um, appropriate and speaking appropriately in front of your children. Uh, but you know, Audrey's a baby. She's not going to remember having these conversations or you having these conversations around her. But I do think it's just odd that she's there and you're filming and you're putting it on the internet. If I'm overthinking, that's on me. I'll own it. But just watching those, I was like, I can't. I can't do a reaction to this and put it on the internet. I don't like the way it feels. So um, I know that they started doing like that format of sitting together at a table, two microphones, making it seem a little bit more, more formal, I guess, as opposed to the more casual setting that they used to use. Anyway, 
The next most recent video is, does my husband like the man bashing Barbie movie? That's with uh, Bethany and Dave. And I did watch that one. It was very interesting. Bethany was not a fan. They've had some pretty good takes. I've seen a lot of people talking about um, some of the things that Dave's posting and saying on the internet and talking about how he may be going through his own sort of deconstruction. And I think... Um, I, I don't know what's going on in his personal life, but from what I've seen, it does appear that Dave is kind of saying, I want to take ownership over my beliefs. I want to be the one to choose what I believe in and why I believe in it and like really understand my life and the choices that I make and what I choose to believe in. And so I'm working, I'm working through that. I know he went to therapy and it seemed like that helps him a lot. And so um, I just noticed a lot of nuance in his takes about the Barbie movie and I enjoyed hearing what he had to say. I may not have agreed with everything. Um, they did talk a lot about how like the United States hates masculinity and they like they want um, all men to be like super feminine. And so it's really important to show your sons it's okay to be boys. And I'm like, all right, calm down. Like <laughs> being a little bit dramatic here. Um, but but I did enjoy hearing Dave's perspective on it. And side note, they upload all of their videos to the Girl Defined show, which is um, their podcast. And this one was titled something along the lines of why Barbie is a boring man-hating feminist and Ken stole the show. The next one is actually Bethany interviewing Kristen, and the video is Finding Freedom from Porn, Erotica, and Masturbation as a Christian Woman, and this is actually included in Bethany's course, which is like the ultimate sex guide for single women. She doesn't include Kristen in the marrieds because Kristen was a dirty masturbator as a single girl, so she has to be included in the sex course for singles because that's her expertise, apparently. That's all sarcasm. I don't know why this is included on their channel. Bethany Beal offers the ultimate sex course or the ultimate sex guide for married women and for single women. That's on Bethany Beal's website. So I'm not sure why it's on the Girl Defined channel. You see what I'm talking about? How it's just kind of confusing what direction their channel's going in. Um, the next one is Christian shares about mom life raising boys and keeping God at the center. And then their most recent video is why society hates strong men and why we need them with Owen Straychan. I apologize if that's not how uh, you pronounce his last name. So you never really know what you're going to get when Girl Defined decides to post a new video. And I think that that uncertainty is being reflected in the views that they're getting because they have like 159,000 subscribers. But if you look at, again, the last six videos, it's 3.6 views, five or 3.6 thousand views, 5.1 thousand views. The Barbie review got 19,000 views. Um, then 5,000 views, 4.5 thousand views, and then their most recent one, which at the time of taking the screenshot was 10 days ago, has 1.6 thousand views. It's not really resonating with their audience. And so I don't know if they are actively strategizing on what they're going to do to kind of get their channel back on track. I'm not sure what's going on. If you look at Kristen's Instagram, she is like not on there at all. But she's pretty active on the Girl Defined Instagram. She's in their merch. They have um, new merch coming out. They also put out these cards, which are like daily prayer cards and intention, um, like intention setters for journaling. And so she's promoting those on the Girl Defined Instagram. And then Bethany is 
all over the map with promoting her sex course and I don't really see her promoting Girl Defined a lot anymore. She had the She Works Smart Instagram. I don't think anything's going on with that. I know she created a course and she promoted it and made a few sales, but I haven't really seen her super active on there anymore. So things are just all over the place. I don't really know what's going on with their internet presence as a whole, but it seems like things are very disjointed or detached and Kristen is really focusing on the ministry side of things, especially I think now that she's a mom because she did adopt two young boys. Um, She's really kind of in the more, even though they have a YouTube channel and that's not super traditional, she's kind of more in the traditional ministry vein in my head where like that's what she wants. She doesn't want to be a bajillionaire. She doesn't want to be super famous. She wants to have, this is pure speculation. I could be totally wrong, but it's like the the income that doing ministry can provide, but it doesn't have to be extravagant. She's not looking to become super wealthy or super famous, but she wants to be influential in the Christian sphere and have that be like her focus and the thing that she does and, you know, really kind of focus on being a mom, but then also contributing in that way. And in her head, she thinks she's doing something positive by being a part of Girl Defined Ministries and writing the books and all of that. She's okay with being a little bit more low key and really kind of staying in the women's ministry realm. That's kind of how I see it. As for Bethany, I see her, again, pure speculation, not being super satisfied with that, not being super satisfied with feeling like she is limited in that one thing. And maybe her and Kristen are going a little bit distant. They're going a little bit apart. And so she's like, I'm going to break out. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to throw a million things at the wall and see what sticks. I'm going to talk about being an entrepreneur, a stay-at-home mom, um, making $40,000 in sales. I'm going to talk about you know sex courses. I'm going to talk about dry bones in the bedroom and how, you know, why, why is women as Christian women, are we settling for sex that's less than full well knowing that she contributed to purity culture that talks about like shame and not even engaging in the mere thought of what it would be like to have sex before you get married. And then knowing that once you get married, you're like, what the heck is happening? (laughs) Like, what do we do here? Being super clueless. She contributed to that sort of culture. And now she's like, We're breaking it down. We're breaking down barriers because we're going to talk about being spicy in the bedroom and I'm going to put out these courses to tell you what to do so you can have a good sex life. Side note, I did not cover this on my channel, but I feel like we got to address it at least a little bit and then we'll go ahead and get into Bethany's post just because I've seen some interesting ones lately and I figure like let's catch up let's see what's going on in Bethany's life let's go over these and I just realized we did not do win for the week oh okay let's go ahead and I'm gonna address what I what I just started to address and then we will do win for the week and then we will get into Bethany's post so Bethany interviewed a clinical sexologist on the Girl Defined channel and also well she included them in her sex course for married women And they also uploaded that interview on the channel. This clinical sexologist is Dr. Glenn Hill, and he was interviewed with his wife, Phyllis. Again, they are included in Bethany's course. They are still 
included in Bethany's course, session five, the true path towards a spicy bedroom. And in this interview, Dr. Hill and his wife talk about how they did not believe that Phyllis had a clitoris. While they were married, they had a kid. They believed that she did not have one. So they're talking about this with their friends one night. And the friend is like, oh, like I would take you and show you like how to find it. But I think that that would be kind of weird. And, you know, the night kind of goes on. And then eventually they are changing their baby daughter's diaper. Glenn and Phyllis's daughter, they're changing her diaper. And they decide to, um, the friend's. Are like, oh, I'll show you where it's at on her. And Glenn and Phyllis let them. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm broken. Like, I didn't even think that that was a weird sentence. But she said, okay, what can you define broken? What what are you saying? What does that mean? And and then I just said, oh, well, I don't have a clitoris. Um, Because at this Mm. point, Glenn had read enough to know that a clitoris was involved and um, yeah. didn't know where it was, but knew that that mattered and that had to do with yeah. an orgasm. And it's like, yeah, I, I've never orgasmed and there's no pleasure. I don't enjoy it. Matter of fact, I hate it. Wow. I just endure it. We just get through it as fast as possible. And, um, and so, yeah, we shared that openly and she wow. was in the medical field and uh, she was like, okay, whoa. What do you mean you don't have a clitoris? And our friend, after a, a bit, said, you know, I, I just feel like taking Phyllis in the back room and showing her what I'm talking about. Mm. Well, Phyllis started to stand up. Mm. Uh, and then this other woman said, but I just can't. I can't do that. Our oldest child had been born, uh, which is a l- little girl. Oh. And eventually, uh, Phyllis was changing uh, our daughter's diaper. And uh, our friend mm. showed her uh, on wow. um our little girl, you know, where the clitoris is located, which was huge information mm-hmm. wow. uh, for Phyllis. And again, it's stunning to me. I, that's pretty darn basic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're smart people and we were clueless. <laughs> so it's weird for two consenting adults to go into a separate bedroom to help show you anatomically where your clitoris is. Uh, but it's not weird to say, well, I'll just show you on your baby daughter. What? Huh? And here's the thing. Like, I could understand nothing about what they did. That's all awful, disgusting. I don't understand the thought process of being like, yeah, sure. Sure. Touch my daughter down there and show me where it's at. Absolutely not. Criminal charges. Get out of my house if that's your suggestion of, of you showing me on my daughter. Um, so nothing about what they did. But with Bethany, being in Bethany's position doing this interview, I could understand her hearing this and um, not really knowing how to react, being like, well, I asked these people to be on on my channel and in the course, so I'm just going to kind of go along with it, not confront them about how absolutely disgusting and inappropriate that is and how it's not a funny, lighthearted story to tell on the internet. Um you know, I'm just going to let it go. We're going to finish this out. And then I'll tell them afterwards that I don't really think that it's appropriate to include this interview in the course. 
I could understand that because Bethany doesn't push back on on them in the interview. She just kind of goes along with it. So I could understand the initial reaction, but I don't understand her then going on to include it in the course, upload the internet or upload the video on the internet for their viewers to see. And then when the video appropriately gets a lot of backlash, taking the video down, but then deciding to leave the interview as session five in your sex course. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand that thought process, not only of just like uploading it in the first place, because I don't know how you hear that and you think that that is an okay thing to say. I don't know how you think that that makes this person somebody that is qualified and that you should trust and that you should introduce your audience to, like telling your audience, trust this guy. He's a clinical sexologist. He knows what he's doing. You can trust him, like exposing your audience to this person in the first place. Don't get it. Then deciding to upload the video, take it down when you get the backlash, but leave it in your course. Even more so, I don't get it. I don't understand the logic or the thought process behind that. And I would really love to know. Like, I truly want to know what what, what she's thinking in doing that. So, yeah, that's what happened. It's pretty upsetting to talk about. And I did not enjoy relaying the details of that conversation. But obviously, I'm like, we can't move on. I can't do a video on Girl Defined or Bethany Beal um, without bringing that up and addressing it. So there we go. We've covered it. Now let's move on to something that hopefully brings us back into a better headspace, which is win for the week. And if you are new around here, a win for the week is where you share something that happened to you within the past week that was good, that brought you joy, that made you happy, big or small, whatever it may be. I want to hear it. And you can leave it in the comment section if you are watching this on YouTube or if you are listening to the podcast on Spotify, you can leave it in the Q&A for this particular episode. As far as my win for the week, we've had a lot of good things going on this week. I, I don't know how to pick just one, but I guess the one that's on my mind the most because I'm going to go cook dinner after I film this is that I have become just such a fan of tomato toast and I don't know if you've seen like if you're from the south you probably are like B this is nothing new catch up Um, but if you've seen people make like tomato sandwiches with just mayo tomatoes salt and pepper and and toasted bread I saw somebody share their recipe for a tomato sandwich on Instagram like a year ago and I remember thinking that does not look that good like I'm sure it tastes fine but that doesn't look that good And then for some reason last week, I was just like, we had a lot of extra tomatoes and I'm like, I got to use up these tomatoes. Let me go ahead and just make some tomato toast. You know, instead of the sandwich, I'll just make a little piece of toast, put some tomatoes on it. Let's see how it is. It's amazing. It was amazing and I loved it. So yeah, I've been one over. They're delicious. I'm a believer in tomato sandwiches or tomato toast now and... I'm very happy that I got to eat multiple, multiple slices of tomato toast over the past week, and I'm going to get to eat even more this week. So that is my win. I cannot wait to hear yours and celebrate with you. Now let's get into checking in on Bethany Beal from Girl Defined. All right. So first and foremost, let's just check in on her stories and see what's going on there. 
Oh, we've got a real five things I hate about biblical womanhood. Biblical womanhood. Number one, equality. Like God really made men and women equally valuable, but purposely different. I mean, he could have done anything. Like why did he choose to make them uniquely different, but equal in every other way? Like that is just ridiculous. Number two, pregnancy. I mean, he chose women to be the ones that get pregnant. Like the very thing that continues our world on and creates the next generation, like the very person that brought Jesus into the world, like he chose women as that specific gender to be the ones that can continue the world like come on number three beauty i mean he really made women to be like the pinnacle of beauty and sensuality and all of that like number four motherhood i mean it's like every single famous person that you know they always talk about how the most influential person in their life is their mother like why do we have to be the ones can't someone else have that great of influence and number five protection i mean really god designed it so that a man would protect his life would literally sacrifice for his wife and his family like christ does for the church i mean couldn't we be the ones that give up our life couldn't we be the ones that sacrifice like why do we have to be the ones who receive such sacrifice in i know it's like I'm guessing that's satire because <laughs> she's like, gosh, it's just like every famous person loves their mom so much. Couldn't someone else have that honor? I don't know if they think that biblical womanhood is being attacked or what's going on, why she's posting that. Who knows? But okay. This one says, I created a reel with some spicy ideas for the bedroom. Busy moms when it comes to like intimacy in the bedroom. We don't always have like fresh ideas and we don't always know like what to do or like maybe we want to dance for our man but we don't have like a really good idea so i created a real some really spicy moves that you can bring into the bedroom okay let's see christian dance moves for the bedroom spicy edition baptism time read the bible Raise and praise. Daniel and Goliath. Wait, what? Daniel and Goliath. First of all, my brain is thinking I'm going to have to mute this reel because it's it's um, earth, wind, and fire. So I'm going to have to go ahead and mute that. But just so you know, they're seeing September in the background of this reel. And then also Daniel and Goliath. I think that's a typo um unless there's some unknown connection between daniel and goliath i think she meant david and goliath she's making me like question my bible knowledge <laughs> no i'm pretty sure she meant david and goliath but anyway enjoyed my week of ig freedom we are back in jail now oh no her account got restricted best day ever when Joe Custom Cosmetics package arrives. Wow, what'd she get? Filmed a bunch of reels. Super cool. So I got out of Instagram jail actually while I was in Poland for like a week. And I was so excited because it just like removed all the restrictions and basically said my content could be shown. And then I woke up today and I checked and I'm back in prison, which basically means that my content can't be shown to anyone besides like a limited number of my followers but like non-followers can't see it so i just appealed the decision again and i guess we wait we shall see what happens this one says taking ownership of my own eroticism and pleasure during intimacy was a game changer for me i stopped being a spectator wondering if the right moves would get me going and i started bringing my mind body and heart and eroticism 
to the bedroom. I came ready to enjoy and receive and give. My pleasure has exploded since taking ownership in this way. I don't really know how I feel about this era of Bethany Beal's Instagram or of her internet presence. I'm totally down for having open conversations about sex and telling um, especially like fundamental or really conservative Christian women that they should be enjoying sex with their spouses. Like they don't have to just kind of sit there and feel like they're there to serve their husband or just to be sexually available whenever he wants and not necessarily get anything out of it or they don't have to be ashamed of wanting sex and wanting to feel good like they are totally like they they have the right to enjoy sex as weird as that sounds like you have the right to enjoy that and to want it and to express that freely but it's weird to me that Bethany is presenting herself as an expert when she and Dave have spoken about different struggles with their marriage, different struggles with um, being sexually fulfilled. And really, I mean, this just seems like something that's convenient for her to promote at this time rather than something that she's really qualified to speak about and encourage women in. That's just kind of my perspective on it for now. It's like this is the gig of the week. This is the thing that she's pivoting to right now to see if it sticks. And if it does, that's great. But if not, in three to four months, she's going to move on to something else. I'm ready for a sexual revival amongst Christian women. I'm ready for single women to be better prepared for marriage. I'm ready for married women to enjoy and crave intimacy. Don't settle. There are so many amazing resources to help you grow and change and embrace the beauty of your erotic nature that God gave you. The Bride and Song of Solomon is such a beautiful picture of a woman who has embraced her sexuality and knows what she wants. I love that about her. Need a first step? The Ultimate Sex Course for Christian Women. Oh, oh, is she going to talk about? Oh, yep, she does. She's going to talk about Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill. So she basically just lists all the sessions. I'm not going to read them out to you. You don't need to know what's in that course because I guarantee you, you're not going to buy it. (laughs) I mean, I guess you could buy it, but I very much doubt that somebody who is a big fan of Bethany and plans on purchasing this course has made it this far into the video um, because they probably heavily disagree with a lot of the things that I have pointed out and said. But yeah, so she lists session five, the true path towards a spicy bedroom, Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill. Very weird to me that in this story, she spelled spicy S-P-I-C-Y, but on her website, it's spelled S-P-I-C-E-Y. We got to figure out the continuity there. Bethany says this two-week intensive will blow up your view of sex in the best way possible. God created sex. God created pleasure. I think it's so beautiful to come together as women to better learn how to experience pleasure. Um, There's questions about the course, promoting a cosmetic brand. We're just going to keep moving. Okay, we're done with the stories. All right, so those were her stories. Let's go ahead and get into some of her posts. We're going to watch these on mute to avoid any copyright claims, unfortunately. So this one, uh, the caption in the video says, unpopular opinion about married sex. And she's gearing up, throwing a pretend baseball. It says, you can turn yourself on without... Oh, you can turn yourself on sexually without your man. So in that reel, Bethany's gearing up like she's throwing a baseball or she's dropping a bomb on us. And it says you can turn yourself on sexually without your man. 
The caption says, don't wait for the bedroom to get turned on. Here's what I mean. Great sex often starts hours before you get to the bedroom. Here are a few ways to turn yourself on before sex. One, take a shower slash bath and notice your body, notice your curves, appreciate your sensuality, connect with your body. Two, spend a few minutes thinking about your fave sex experience with your man. Three, listen to sexy music that reminds you of your man. Ooh, Brittany Dawn and her friends would have a field day with this. They would absolutely shut these ideas down based on what I heard in the interviews or the Q&As that they did on Brittany's podcast. Mm -mm. They said, why do you have to get turned on without your man there? Mm -mm. you don't need it anyway uh four wear sexy lingerie under your clothes five let your husband know you're coming after him tonight six do a breath work session to help you relax the ideas are truly endless great sex begins before the bedroom start doing the prep work to help you be in the mood and ready for when you're actually with your man i would love to see you inside of the ultimate set I know she's spelling sex differently to try and like cheat cheat the Instagram rules so that way she could keep her account unrestricted. But she spelled sex S E G G S course for Christian women. And I know a ton of people do that. That's not something that I'm seeing for the first time. I just think it's funny every time I see it. Um anyway, she says we're hearing from experts on topics like what actually makes the best sex. What time, why time of day can make a huge difference, the feminine and the masculine role, taking ownership of eroticism, (laughs) all things orgasm, both of those spelled with zeros instead of O's, how to experience deeper pleasure, why God is for your pleasure as a married woman, how to overcome fear, guilt, and shame, and so much more. Okay, I think I figured out part of why... Bethany doing this just doesn't make sense to me. It's because I don't see her as a sensual person. And that's not anything to do with like me judging Bethany, but it has everything to do with how she presents herself on the internet. I've talked so much about how Bethany is like corny and goofy and cheesy. And as much as I disagree with her, I think it's, I I enjoy seeing her just be like, this massive goofball on the internet. But at the same time, that's what she's been doing for like two years now, at least like since I've been really paying attention and following them on Instagram and like covering their content. Bethany's just been a goofball and super cheesy the whole time. And so now she wants to talk about like sensuality and being sexy. And I'm like, I'm having a hard time combining the those two things and I know that people are multifaceted and you can like I'm not saying just because she's cheesy she can't be sexy but it's like I've never seen you be sexy even in even in the stuff that you make now you're talking about like lingerie and getting turned on by music and you're doing it to a dumb reel where you're pretending to throw a baseball at us and being like "Mm," you know it's just not meshing with me the next post is her uh, spicy bedroom dance moves. Again, I think it's funny, but this is cheesy. Like, this is a goofball. This is not somebody who I, like, envision talking seriously about eroticism. That's just me. The next one is her using the we don't talk about Bruno audio. Uh, and instead of Bruno, it's, you know, Christians saying we don't talk about sex. But then... Bethany comes back in dancing and says, wrong, God created sex. We're going to talk about it. This is another promo for her sex course. Wow. 
Another post about taking ownership of her own sexual pleasure. Apparently, uh, the sex course special is 50% off. Oh, but it's ending, so you got to drop a discount in the comment section and she'll send you an exclusive code. This is the one. Okay, this is the one that I saw that made me want to do this video. I'm like, okay, we really, we got to catch up with Beth. So this is a reel that says 10 ways to spice up a boring sex life. Read the caption. And she says, sometimes sex can become monotonous. Here are 10 super simple free ways to spice up your sex life. Number one, mirrors. Puts a new perspective on things. Two, blindfold and take turns exploring. Three, start in the shower. Four, wear old lingerie and tear it off each other. Where she's using the wrong form of wear. But when I saw that, I just started laughing so hard because I was picturing like people and, and lingerie is very delicate. So I know that this might not be the most realistic um, Im imagination going on in my head. But have you ever tried to like rip an actual shirt? It takes a lot. And so there's a little bit of a struggle. And so obviously with lingerie, it's going to tear a little bit more easily. But in my head, I was just picturing like trying to tear a shirt off somebody getting like stuck and struggling and then being like, OK, go get the scissors. And then starting like a little slit at the collar and then going through it and being like, yeah, that was so sexy, even though we had to get so technical with it for some reason. That's that's just what played in my head when I read that. Number five, have sex before your date night instead of after. Number six, use a feather on erogenous zones. Number seven, have one night all about him and the next night all about her. Eight, get super honest and share a fantasy with each other. Number nine, read Song of Solomon and act it out. Ten, keep the lights on and your eyes open the entire time. I don't know what she is talking about acting out Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon is a very sensual book of the Bible, but it is not explicit. Like they do not talk about actions necessarily in Song of Solomon. It's very much about like longing to be with someone and wanting to like feel them beneath or betwixt your breasts. Like that's not really something to act out other than like, oh yeah, like put your head on my chest or like there's two mentions of um I, you know I can feel your arm underneath my head other than that it's really about like longing and not specific sexual actions being taken so I don't know what part of Song of Solomon Bethany thinks that people should be acting out I have no idea Anyway, she goes on to say, sex is so much more than a physical experience. We take a deep dive into what makes a truly spicy bedroom with sex experts inside of the sex course. And then it's like the same, the same selling points again. Okay, I thought we were going to get some variety in here because I saw um, on the Fundy Snark Uncensored subreddit when Bethany was in Poland, she was posting a lot about like how she's choosing to dress now and what Dave likes versus what she likes and how Dave likes a much more mature silhouette on her essentially instead of like a floofy dress which is what we see Bethany in a lot and I was like that's really cool let's explore that so I thought we were gonna have some variety in what's actually on her feed this next post is about sex next post is about the sex course next post is about the biggest sex killers for women Next one says, when you spend your entire life not having sex and then get upset on your honeymoon, that it's a learning process. And again, it's uh, 
like a, a promo for her course. Wedding night advice for the bride. Get ready to screenshot. So again, another uh, it's another post about sex. And in the caption, it's promo- promoing her course. Next post is about sex. Next one is also about sex. Another one about sex. Okay, so I just kept scrolling and scrolling and like these are basically all about sex in her sex course. But there was one that I thought was kind of good. Um, Like just something that I do think would probably be helpful for people who are consuming Bethany's content, like really trying to learn from her. This post is about like a mindset shift. And so at first it's a girl crying saying like, or it's Bethany pretending to be a girl crying saying, I'm sorry I take so long to come. And then she jumps back in and and it's like mindset shift. My body is worthy of the time that it takes. And the caption says, it's not a race to the finish. Stop comparing. Stop apologizing. Your body is designed by God and the process to orgasm is beautiful. I loved the way at Dr. Jennifer Degler encouraged us to remember that you are worthy of the time it takes. Her session on orgasm was so helpful and challenging. Um, but then, you know, drop drop a USC and I'll send you the link to her session and the rest of the ultimate sex course for Christian women. So, of course, you got to get the promo in there. This person agreed to be part of this ultimate sex course. I don't know how great her credentials are. I mean, we got the Dr. Hill fiasco, so I don't I don't even know if I would trust this person. But I do think that that specific piece of advice or that specific mindset shift is valuable to people in Bethany's audience. Well, if we learned anything today, it is that Bethany is really dedicated to promoting that sex course. And I wonder if maybe she spent less time focusing on outside adventures. Maybe they could get Girl Defined back on track. I don't know why I'm so concerned with Girl Defined like being splintered or fractured. I think it's just that Bethany and Kristen, for a long time, they were growing. They were doing conferences. Like They seemed to have a very clear direction. And even though I disagreed with the majority of the things that they were saying and they were doing, and I you know, I made that note and I critiqued them. It seemed like they had a path that was cohesive and it was working. And now things just seem odd and disjointed. And honestly, I, as much as I disagree with Bethany and Kristen, and I think that they have contributed to the spread of harmful ideas, like even in Even in Bethany interviewing Kristen and talking about her masturbation and how awful it was and how she had to confess to her parents and how shameful she felt and like not pushing back and saying like, it's okay that you were exploring your body. It's okay that you felt good doing that. Like still contributing to the shame of of her exploring her own body and wanting to masturbate. I'm like, you're still contributing to harmful ideas. But At the same time, I know that they grew up in a family where they had a lot of expectations placed on them. I feel bad for Bethany. And we've talked about this before in terms of like what she may have wanted her life to turn out like if it was completely up to her because she did used to play basketball and she ended up not going to college. Like from what I remember, she got scholarship opportunities. And so she had those opportunities. She could have gone to college and played and like had an actual career that, and and not to say that she doesn't have a career now, like being a YouTuber is a, a career. It's something outside of the home, 
But it seems like right now she feels a lot of pressure to be like, you can be a stay-at-home mom and make money. And like making the online courses maybe isn't her idea. Like I think she would have really liked working outside of the home. I think that she is a very motivated person. She is somebody with a lot of ambition and she wants to feel accomplished, in my opinion, on her own, like in her own right. She wants to feel like she has accomplished something. And I think she has, but it might not be the right thing for her. It might not be the right fit for her. For some people, being a stay-at-home mom and having a side business is like their dream. It's the best thing in the world. They, they get to do what they want and they're super happy and they're grateful and they love it. But that's not for everybody. Like everybody has their own goals. Some people want to be stay-at-home moms. Some people want to be corporate executives. Some people want to work part-time and also work on art. Like everybody has their own dreams. Not everybody's going to be fulfilled by the same thing. And I think Bethany was fed this, this story that you do what a good Christian woman does. You get married. You work in ministry. Like, you know, you, you do something with your life until you find your husband. You do the Christian thing. You would spread the gospel. You work in ministry. You do this girl-defined thing. Once you find your husband, you're going to be a stay-at-home mom, and you can keep working with, like, young Christian girls on the side, and it's going to be the best, and that's what God's designed for you. That's what God's designed for some people. Some people want that. Some people are going to be so incredibly happy and fulfilled doing that. But I don't think Bethany is one of them. I, I just think that she wants something different. I just think that she would have been so much more fulfilled if she had um, had the chance to go to college and explore life outside of what she knew growing up. But that's speculation. That's just my opinion. Um based on like what I've seen of her and what I've heard her talk about. So that's how I feel about it. You'll have to let me know what you think and you'll have to let me know how you feel about Bethany's constant sex content. Do you think she's in it for the long haul? Do you think she's going to keep growing based on this? Is she going to abandon it in a little bit like she did with She Works Smart? Who knows? Only time will tell what's going to go on with this ultimate sex course and where Girl Defined will go, where Bethany's Instagram will go but I'll keep an eye on it and we'll talk about it along the way. So let me know all of your thoughts in the comment section down below. If you are watching the YouTube video or if you are listening to the podcast, you can leave it in the Q&A for this particular episode if you are listening on Spotify. And while you're doing that, if you would consider liking this video or subscribing to the channel or giving the podcast a rating and a review, that would be incredible. And if you have done any of those things already, thank you so much. I am so appreciative of you. And I love being able to just sit here, hang out with you and talk about whatever. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Please be kind to people and I will see you in the next one. Bye.